Welcome to another fine edition of Chopped Greens. I am your host, Philip Amrine, live in studio with one Gareth Boucher. Gary, say hello to the people. Uh, hello, people. I'm uh, with all these studio fixings. This is pretty amazing, man. Yes, we let's let's uh, put the preamble here, uh, the appropriate beginning here. Both of us are separated by, I want to say plexiglass, but at the very least, glass. Bulletproof. Yes, yes. Nothing. Valerian glass. We are both. Not wearing masks, but we are we are a six distance, you know, six feet away. We're in separate rooms. Yeah, uh, we wore masks anytime we were in together. But but we had the the opportunity to be live in studio today. I had to take it. Gary had to take it. We're taking it. Uh, that sounds weird <laughs> in out of context. Please don't aggregate me. All right. It is Gimme Five, the part of the show where I've got five questions for Gary. He's got five questions for me. We do not know what they are, but we'll answer them honestly. We always do. We always do. We we still will. And by God, we're going to continue to do it. I'm going to take first role here today, Gary. And there's a specific reason why. Um, Gary, last week we did my game and you came out a winner. And that is just not acceptable around these podcasting parts. It's rare. It's rare, and it's not right. You know, so I could have built a game that I thought you might lose to, but that wasn't—that was not enough. I needed someone. I needed you to fill this week's defeat, come from the hands of someone, and someone you know very well, Gary. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Gary's mother, Shelly Boucher. Shelly, are you there? What? <laughs> you should see his face, Shelly. It's a pure and utter bliss and shock and excitement. You Hello, they're in, man. This is legit. Hi, mom. Hi. Wait. Oh, this is. I, you're not a recording. You're She's real not woman. a recording. She oh, is live. <laughs> she is live on the phone talking to us right now. All right, Shelly. Shelly, guys, I have a game here that you both will be playing. It's called Name That Tune, Show Tune Edition. I will play a song, and I want you to tell me which Broadway musical it comes from, it originates from, whatever your pick is. Your name is your buzzer, so Gary, you would say Gary. Shelly, you would say Shelly. And first to three songs wins. Are you both aware of the rules and ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. So ready. All right, here we go. First... First uh, song is as follows. Come on, baby, oh, you uh, Gary. Gary. Um, it, it's not burlesque. It's not Chicago. What's it called? Ah, <laughs> uh, Shelly, Shelly, Shelly. Dang it. Shelly, you're in. Jazz. It's all that jazz. You have to say all that jazz. But what's the show from? Well, the gym is uh, I've it's seen from it. all that jazz. No, that's not the show. I've seen the show. It's um. But what's it? What from? Oh, it's from Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> oh, Chicago. She gets the point. Well done, Shelly. She's on the board. I I, I said <laughs> it's not Chicago. You it's not for said It's not Chicago. <laughs> <Dang> it. <laughs> all right, here oh, we go. Man. Point to Shelly. Next one is such. Alphaba, why couldn't you have stayed Shelly for one? Wicked. Oh. Oh, she oh, Shelly took it okay. off. Oh, my Let goodness. Let me just say, that's, I've heard the, the score to Wicked from b- when I was in the womb, at least weekly, to now. It's my mom's absolute favorite, so I call shenanigans. Shenanigans. All right. <laughs> shenanigans for Shelly. Here we go. Third song, Gary. Same point. Gary, you need this. I do. I need to go out on a win. Let's, let's do it. Oh, Gary. Gary. It's, it's Hamilton. Hamilton, yes. Oh, it was. Dang it. 
Wait, wait for it. Gary's making a comeback. There we go. How appropriate. All right. Next one, we move. Gary, you're still on on the ropes here. Uh, let's see. Which one is it? Right here. Let's go right here. The sun will come out. Gary. Oh, wow. Yeah, come on. Gary, three, Annie. two. Annie. And he's tied. Ah. Shelly. <laughs> Shelly, now you got to win. You got to win oh, here. I, I brought you in special. This is match point, man. This is match Mom, point. Mom, our relationship is broken. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Game point. Shelly, cat. Shelly, Way to go, Shelly. Good job, Mom. There we Yay. are. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, Shelly. We really appreciate Thanks. it. Thanks for having me, Chopped Green. Bye, Mom. I love you. I love you. All right. Bye, Shelly. Uh, what a beautiful, beautiful addition that we have access to. Your turn, What a Gary. surprise. What, what a Christmas surprise, man. I haven't seen my mom in like an hour. There um, you go. And now, <laughs> now you've heard her in less than an hour. I know, right? Okay, so <clears throat> 87 years ago, today, Prohibition ended in America. December 5th, 1933, they re-legalized alcohol. People were partying in the streets. God bless them. As opposed to partying under the streets, I suppose, whatever they were doing. I have a list of uh, 11, 12 facts. Some are true, some are false. These are things that are really outlawed in America today. Things that are still prohibitioned, prohibited. So I'm just going to fire them off. You tell me if it's a real law or fake, all right? Real law or fake. Got it. Let's go. All right. uh, Fortune telling without a license in Arizona is illegal. Fortune telling without a license. I don't think Arizona cares. I'm going to say false. One for one. Woo. It is false. You ever been to Sedona? There's fortune tellers everywhere. Oh, everywhere. everywhere. Like Renaissance Festival alone. Yeah. <laughs> My goodness. Uh, selling dog hair is illegal in the United States. Um, People love their dogs. I'm going to say yes. That is a real real fact. Or two real, for two. Uh, yes. It's yes. a real lie. You cannot sell dog hair. Next one. In Alaska, waking up a bear is illegal. I don't think that they need to put a law on that. That's just common sense. I'm saying that's false. It is true. Ooh. People were waking them up to take pictures with them. People got hurt. I, I People were hurt, man. I, I'm sure that they were, and deservedly so. That that, that deserves a stupid yeah, law is they, what that exactly. is. Exactly. Next one. Naming your child Judas is outlawed in Oregon. Oregon, see, they just allowed uh, small drugs like meth to be uh, allowed. I, I don't think they care about <laughs> Judas or anything religious. I'm going to say false. Good. Yeah, you, you got me there. Would you have said true if it was like Mississippi? If it was Utah. If Absolutely. It was Utah. I thought about giving you like a you know traditional like Christian conservative state, but I was like, what, what, if, let, what if I did Oregon? Because who so knows weird. what they're doing? Yeah, it's so weird. They're, they're so open that they're closed, but no, not exactly. in this case. Um, sharing Netflix passwords or streaming passwords in general is illegal in the state of Tennessee. I'm going to say no. That government does not move fast enough to even allow Netflix to not chill. So no. It is a real law. Wow. In Tennessee, sharing streaming passwords, amongst other things, is illegal. Wow. I wonder I what know. that gets you. Like, you know, uh, $100 <laughs> in a day in the slammer or yeah, what? Yeah, seriously. Next one. In Iowa, the landlocked state of Iowa, it is illegal to go surfing while drunk. It is illegal to go surfing while drunk. The land of corn, I- Iowa. Wow. The Hawkeyes. You know, you could very easily be pulling an organ on me, but I'm going to actually say that this is so weird that you would not you would not do this to me. I'm going to say true. You got me, man. It is a real law. You can't go drunk surfing in Iowa. Way to go, uh, They Iowa. must have been they're, drunk when they made that law. Dude. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know what's They're going preventing on. everything over there. <laughs> Next one. Speaking Swahili 
is outlawed in Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi, Georgia, and South Carolina. Man, that sounds so right. Um, I'm going to say true. I made it up. Wow. I made, but I knew it. I'm. A, it was the multiples that I'm did a, me. I, I fired them off like I was reading them off some official list there. Nicely done. That's why Nicely I do done. it. Uh, peppermint scented candles they are should be illegal in, in Montana. Uh, I'm going to say true in hopes in hopes that this is true. Unfortunately, not all dreams can come true. I made this up, but I agree with you, man. It's just too much. Too much. Too much peppermint. Peppermint essential oils. I walk in there, I cry. It's Literally. Good, it's good for gum and good for tooth, uh, toothpaste. That's it. I got some peppermint in my, in my Starbucks here, but I do one pump. One pump. That is a hot take. It's December. The, the, the white women are breaking in. Karen. <laughs> okay. Uh, second to last one. In Virginia, the only animals you are allowed to kill on a Sunday are raccoons. Wow. In Virginia? In the state of Virginia. You can't hunt ex- unless you're killing raccoons. See, I'd believe that if it wasn't for like, I think that it would be vermin. I think that it would be like possums would be in there or opossums for those more native. I'm going to say false. Don't think too hard because it's true. Wow. Virginia, it's a state law. Last one. In Oklahoma, eavesdropping is illegal. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're pretty. Yeah. I'm going to say that that's true. They're pretty wary. You went out on a high note. I don't know how they would enforce that or define it, but and eavesdropping, if you're caught doing it, Who's I don't know. Who's your source? It's, it's, uh, Me. I heard it. Huffington Post, so we it? never know. <laughs> did you overhear it? I guess I did. And through what method? My he ears. He was just standing illegal? there. Yeah. Menacingly, yeah. All right, droppingly, Gary. We are in my my work, so I wanted to get a little uh, work question yeah, yeah. here. Why are certain things weird to do in public? I work for a certain radio station while I'm back in Arizona right now, and I run the board, which means that while the talent is talking, I am answering the phones near the production elements, etc. But if I'm not doing anything, then I like to get something done, be a little productive, you know, Gary. So I do some squats, maybe a few push-ups, some tricep work, you know. But judging by my co-workers' ajar jaws, you'd think I was performing a Cirque du Soleil number in my little booth here. (laughs) So I ask you, Gary... What is something you would do publicly if you weren't shamed away from it? So I'm a I'm a really nice person. This sounds conceited. I'm a really polite person in public. Like okay. I'll take a lot of ish from people. I'll let people walk all over me. And if it wasn't so stigmatized or if I wasn't shamed or if I just didn't care, I would want to be the guy. I, I, I wouldn't commit crimes, but I would cut in line. I would take what I wanted. Oh. And you know, I'm a big guy. I'd be like, what are you gonna do about it? Huh? Yeah. Huh? You are imposing. Yeah, right? I'm, yeah. Imp- I'm imposing. Oh, I'm a little I'm afraid imposing. Right now. Yeah. So if I, I would impose, you know, I would do, I would cut the old lady in line. I would take the last box of cereal out of the other person's cart. Yeah, you do I would it. do whatever I wanted to. I, I would yell at the waitress. I'm sorry. I love all service industry people, but you know, I wish I could exercise that a little bit more. It, it's nice to somehow give and receive the pettiness. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I, I'm just jealous of people. I'm like, do you really not care that you're just being a, you know what, right now? And they say no. Yeah, they exactly. say no, and they order their steak well done. Those exactly. heathens. Exactly. With ketchup. Go, oh, God. Go ahead. <laughs> now, this one. I don't know how it's going to work, but I, I figured I'd spring this on you. So, the movie for this week oh, this features is so funny. Uh, Tony Collette. Oh, okay. Tony Collette, I think, is an all-time great movie screamer. Yes, as um, we as we uh, noted in our earlier yeah. uh, podcast. Yes. Great, great screams. She's up there with Jamie Lee Curtis and the other screams. She's not considered a scream queen, but in Hereditary... My God, is her scream terrifying. Blood curling, yes. Your task, your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to maybe step away from the mic and give me your best damsel in distress in a horror movie scream. 
So right, let's see if we can accomplish this. For there's him. an intruder in the house. He's chasing you with a knife. Uh, oh, look at me, just making some oatmeal. Oh my goodness. Oh God, no! No! Yeah, come here, come here! No! No! Oh, not my, not that! Oh God, take my knee! Take my knee! No, not that one. That's my good knee. How was that? That was very damselly. I would believe it. Yeah, no, I, I believed it. I, my knee actually started. You're the to star of a slasher movie. movie. Thank you. Thank Scream you. Five, starring P. We're, Amory. We're being uh, we're being joined t- today in studio by uh, Gary's girlfriend, uh, Jesse. Did you did you agree? Did you did you find it to be serviceable? Would you hire me? Would I get the part? Um. Yeah, it was everything to me. It was everything. <laughs> hey, uh, subtle. It was very She's good. a horror movie savant, so she's oh, seen a lot good. of screams. Oh, good. Did you like Evil Dead as a quick aside, as a quick argument? Uh, as a quick aside, yeah, I liked it. It was. You're gonna get. And roasted. you lost your mic. <laughs> All right. Um, we, but we do appreciate you coming in, Jesse. We really do. We really do. Uh, Gary, this is so funny. We recently watched Krampus. 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 Krampus whatever it is. Krampus. Uh, and it just really hit home with me that <laughs> Kramps. They can be murder, all right? So I'm bestowing the Krampus crown onto you, Gary Boucher, and I want you to rake, rank in order. Maybe you can grab a, a piece of pencil and paper or, or something to note with. Uh, the following cramps from last to first. So the first one that you list will be the last one. The last one you end on will be the, the, the highest amount of pain. The worst cramp. Yes, okay. all right. Are you ready, Gary? Yes. In no particular order on my listings. Okay. First one, brain cramp. Brain. The worst of which would be would seem to be forgetting a line while on a Broadway show. I felt like that would be the worst of a brain cramp. Okay. All right, next one. Physical activity cramp, a la LeBron missing the rest of an NBA Finals <laughs> game in Game 1 due to excessive <laughs> leg cramps due to an air conditioner malfunction. It was 88 degrees in there, man. I agree. I agree. I'm just saying I that I think that you that took way too much crap for that because sports cramps really suck. They really do. They really do. All right, next one. Sleep cramps, also known as a Charlie horse, perhaps, where you are awoken in the middle of the night due to an excessive pain caused by a cramp that occurred while you were asleep. That's just unfair. That's blindsided. Next one, period cramps. I realize you and I, but more so you, are men. Uh, But I would be remiss if I did not mention one of the more notorious (laughs) cramps around that we can certainly sympathize with. Uh, And finally, a swimming cramp. Some have been known to suffer from cramping in the pool. I know I heard that if you didn't wait 30 minutes after eating, you would get a cramp from swimming too early. Gary, rank them for me. Okay, I'm putting um, swimming at the bottom. Swimming at the bottom. So we're swimming. Fair enough, fair enough. And then uh, brain cramp. I'm going to put brain cramp next. Wow. Yeah, that's a little bit lower on the list for me because... You obviously have never had to give a presentation and, and forgot what the chart meant when you wrote it last I don't, night. I don't think I've ever dropped a line. I've been in a few shows, and I've been around dropped lines. I farted on stage, which I told you about. Well, you just dropped a brag is what you just dropped. <laughs> I don't think I've dropped a line. I don't think I've ever forgotten a line. That's for amateurs. I've dropped lines in the many prestigious film roles I've had, but you know, you yeah. just say take two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> next, I would say um, I'm going to go the physical activity cramp. Okay. Um, I distinctly remember playing basketball at LA Fitness in high school and getting a calf cramp that did not go away for like a day after that. Like my, my entire left leg was rendered unusable because I had just dunked on a fool so hard. Just kidding. I probably pivoted wrong. My calf decided to cramp up. Next, sleep cramp. You want to know why? Because I have them right now. Um, c- 
combined with the, the shoulder problem that I have, right? I'm, I've been woken up you're every broken. night. I'm broken. You're, yeah. you're what is that band that does it? You are uh, not Danity Kane. You're da- that's damaged. But you are you're broken. Lovely the band or whatever it is. You're damaged and you're broken. Yeah, I, I am, man. I'm damaged goods, and I'm, I'm waking up every morning. And I'm hurt in my shoulder, and I get sleep cramps, and I can't sleep. It really sucks. I like that you're broken. All right. Finally. So that was number two, right? Yeah, so number one is number a period one. cramp, because I've never had this one. This is very empathetic of you. And empathetic. I, I, I'm not against it. I'm just saying. I was raised by women. I want to recognize I'm currently it. dating a, a woman. And are, are you? Good for you. I am. I've moved on. Um, And <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> from what, men? <laughs> from from all types. Um, oh, good, good. And you've, you've come down to. Uh, I've, I've seen yeah. it through this woman that I'm dating. Women in my life and women in the past, I've seen like crying, screaming, balled up, like pain that I can't even fathom. I mean, it's ruined a Disneyland trip. It's it's bad, and I can't imagine what that's like. But I think women are tough, and I see them and when they get people who get really bad period cramps. It's I must say, you you were walking a very fine line. And I think I feel like and and uh, did I pull I, myself out of it. I, I, I think you did. I think you did. Jesse, again, as a quick uh, aside, did do, do you think he he handled himself with magistry and and landed on that correctly? Uh, yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like you picked number one because I'm staring at you. That like, that's totally would number one. <laughs> I would have. But yeah, no, I because having that like once a month. No. Yeah, that's true. You can't do anything about it either. It knocks you out. Like I said. I hear bananas. A whole day at Disneyland was ruined. And ever since I'm like, man, periods suck. Yeah. 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 All right. Fair enough. And again, still, you still feel the same about Evil Dead? (laughs) (laughs) Jessica. Um, For you. That movie was was a period cramp for Philip. It it really was. There was was a lot of lactating. All right. Go ahead, Gary. So I'm assuming you've seen this video. If you guys haven't seen it, you should watch it. People laugh at it. It's pretty sad, though. There's this high school football game in Texas the other day. This player rented onto the field and spearhead tackled the ref because of some call. His entire team was then disqualified from the Texas high school playoffs. Apparently there's a lot of kids who are trying to get into college with football scholarships and they're really mad about this because this one kid lost it and tackled the ref. I've seen people get mad at refs, but that's really the first time I've seen them like, assault the ref. You know, spearhead tackle him. A 16-year-old kid just destroyed him. I want to hear a story still about Still in that. pads. I, I mean, yeah. not, not with a helmet, at, I guess at least, but still in pads. I think that ref's probably like 60. Uh, yeah, this is a yeah, kid late bred 50s at, at best. Texas high school football. Yeah. I mean, this kid could tear my head off. So it was just kind of sad. I felt bad for the ref. The kid sucks. I want you to tell me about a time where you lost it publicly. You lost control and you did something, maybe not, hopefully not as egregious as that, but a time where you really no, lost no. it. No, no. Even at my worst, I've never gotten physical. Or like even had the, the need to use that as an outlet, like to punch a wall. I just, yeah. I've never understood that. But, but yeah. again... Everybody's different. Um, okay, so a couple things to uh, set as a uh, as a preamble to this. Uh, one, I used to do theater as well, and then you also have worked at uh, GCC for a production, correct? Yes. All right. Um, I'm debating on not whether to uh, call out the director in no. by name. Well, yeah. Does da- it David Sites? David Sites. Yeah. Uh, F that guy. No, he uh, sucks. Dude, yeah. if you hear this, nobody has ever liked you. No, yeah, absolutely. And uh, my <laughs> personal experience, so I, I realize that this can, it's so hard because it always comes across as like petty or something, but I, I feel completely valid in my thought because if you know me, I'm, I'm very much a professional in a lot, like whenever I'm working, I try to at least be professional, put my nose do, down, yeah. all this stuff. Uh, and and to, again, to be fair, in the interest of being fair to this story, I was... 
in the in the process of early dating one of my ex uh, girlfriends who was the stage manager, and so there was a contention between there. Um, and and but but with that, you I had, had an ex that was a stage manager at GCC. A GCC, yes. That's so weird. Yeah. Go on. Anyways, uh, but uh, I knew so I I both knew more information, but perhaps I was being more sympathetic. Albeit, this was a this was a very uh, small man in stature and emotion, uh, as in a leadership position. <laughs> yeah. Yet, yet uh, diverted all of the blame if of you could any a, t- any type of blame whatsoever yeah. was funneled and directed towards anybody else. Yet, I could explicitly place the blame and direction of why the problem existed in the first place yeah. was solely because of this small, small stature of a man. And I say small three times because it changed in my head each time, but I did not. <laughs> change it out loud a small man who just absolutely infuriating and during tech week i understand tech week sucks for every actor out there it's hell week you come to expect it but yet somehow he managed to put gasoline on the fire and didn't even put hot dogs at the top of it he just (laughs) he just burned the hot dog package in the middle of it he somehow made it so that the entire cast it, it it included both students of GCC and then outside talent since it was a musical. Yeah. I was a part of the outside talent. And he somehow came to the conclusion in his head that after our last tech rehearsal, so we've been there for a long time from like 12 hours each day for four days. This is the last tech rehearsal. On the last tech rehearsal, we had a, a judge of, of some sort of awards. I would say not prestigious, but the point was he was on the board for this certain award. Of course. And so he he took the liberty that we, as a student group, as a group, rather, as a cast, as an entire production, could not leave until he had waltzed out with this, this, uh, what, what is it, a ballot? Uh, stuffer, and this person who came to see the show, discuss with her who he wanted to select, who he thought did a good job, and all this stuff, which took, I believe, two hours after the show. And he did not come back until 1 a.m. in the morning. What? And we were all waiting in there. You just had to wait? We had to wait after a full week and having to be called the next morning at like 8 a.m. I was absolutely infuriated, and and somehow when I came back to him, I said that this is not cool. I I kept my composure, but I still yelled, and everybody in the cast felt justified by me doing so. And his response was, he looked at the stage manager, and he said, did you not tell them? And she's like, she looked at in, in complete incredulity. Yes, thank you. In complete <laughs> shock. And was like, what? And, and he was like, if you're not actually a student, you didn't have to be here until tomorrow. Like, as soon as the show's over, you can leave whenever you want. And I was like, I wasn't even arguing for myself. How dare you make this like a separated group? I wasn't saying, hey, I myself want to leave or, hey, you know, just the people who aren't students want to leave. No, 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 no. It was everybody in this cast deserves to go home after an incredible tough week of tech week that I feel like you made incredibly harder, harder. It was the first time in my in my entire acting career where I had no qualms or problems with anybody in the cast Mm -hmm. and nobody in the production except for the director and everybody united against that one person and it was so cathartic it was so incredibly good for you it was so incredibly frustrating i didn't talk to that man after that night for the entire rest of the run yeah he he deserves to get a good verbal i would lashing. have i would have left that show had it not hurt the people more so than him yeah cuz everybody else would have had to fluctuate and accommodate that loss more so than it actually hurting him yeah. anyways 
That's when I lost my control the most. I've seen that man derail a show. Uh, He's the worst. The absolute worst. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Oh, yes. Uh, Joseph Shazer, a well-known figure in the right-wing Fidesz party led by Prime Minister Viktor Orban, confirmed on Tuesday that he had been at a party last week, Gary. Shazer is a well-known homophobe in Hungary where authoritarianism is back in style. The police found 25 naked men at the Uh, gathering, including Shazer and some diplomats. The Belgian newspaper La Dernière UR reported. The newspaper quoted a local police source as saying, quote, we interrupted a... Uh, a gang and what a pistol would do if fired. A gang, what a pistol would do if fired. What the sound it would make. Um, uh, <laughs> Shager, a right-wing politician and ally of Orban, claimed or climbed out a first-floor window and was spotted fleeing along the gutter, the public prosecutor's office said, and a source close to the investigation told Politico that officers were called after a complaint about a, quote, nighttime disturbance. Gary, this has led me to wonder... What is the biggest issue or action you could be considered a hypocrite for? Okay, first of all, that story was hilarious. Yes. And I want the rights to the script. I don't know what the story is, but it's too good to be true. Um, is it bad that like my first person for casting in that is Nicolas Cage? But it's just, it's always, I, it's always everybody. It's not like he deserves to be in that. It's just, I, I see it. I just, I see it idea, what, idealistically. What, what would his famous... Terrible line be from as he movie. like as he breaks open the window and he, he yeah. escapes with bloody fist. He'd be like ah, <laughs> ah and he's like running away. <laughs> Not the D's. Not, Not the D's. Not the D. Oh gee, wow, <laughs> wow. Anyways, Gary, hypocrite. Hypocrite. Okay, so <clears throat> I I work at ASU right now as a success coach for online students, and a big part of what I do is advise and help them make better habits in their life to make them a better student. I talk a lot about time management and health. (laughs) Yeah. And I have had multiple moments, probably every day, where I have a half-hour-long call with a student and I convince them to change their life and retool their priorities and succeed. And I'm like, God, I need to take some of my own advice. I'm terrible. I'm like... A wizard, I could make these students change their lives. And then when it comes to me, I'm like, oh, you know, I guess I'll go for more Ben and Jerry's tonight. I guess yeah. I'll sleep in. I, uh, I'm so bad about holding myself accountable, man. But hey, 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 you know what that Ben and Jerry's is? Vegetarian. Hey. Hey, right there, right there. <laughs> there we go. All right. All right, go ahead, Gary. All right. <clears throat> so many Google employees and others in the tech and academic communities are furious over the sudden exit from Google of Timnit Jebru. She's a pioneer in the study of ethics and artificial intelligence. Okay. Google severed their ties with her, and people are scared um, mainly about like facial recognition software and the fact that I guess it can advance itself. And this woman was a big voice in ethics, and Google said, we're not going to work with her anymore. So people are a little bit freaked out. Okay. AI taking over the world and causing an apocalypse scenario and using us for batteries and killing us all is something I'm terrified about. It's an apocalypse scenario that I think is sci-fi but could feasibly happen. Technology is scary, right? So I I have a little two-parter for you. What apocalypse scenario, whether it be climate change, zombies, this, that, whatever, is the most likely to, like, what do you think our apocalypse scenario would be? Mm -hmm. And on the flip side, what apocalypse scenario would you most like to die in? 
Okay, so first part is which one do I believe is most believable? Yeah. Uh, are you familiar, Gary, with Waterworld, Kim Costner's epic? Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I believe that that's probably uh, maybe not to that degree, but I certainly understand the importance of sand in this modern day and era with yeah. rising tide lines. I think that we are going to get to a point where uh, Texas will have a beach at some point. Don't know when, but now I don't yeah. think in our lifetime. But I, I do, I do think that that will be something along of apocalyptic, and we're all just moving inward. Yeah, keep on moving uh, to the middle of our prospective countries all across the globe. Yeah, uh, I see that as being one. And then, which one would I most want to most want to die in? Yeah, it's like if you have to pick your poison. Uh, it's certainly not zombies. That's absolutely just the worst because death there is either what starvation or you know you get slowly eaten like a freaking candy bar. Yeah, and not even slowly or oh oh, there's just no taste for it. I, I typically eat my candy bar from the middle and pull the yeah. lens off. And, first. and that's yeah. that's what they would do. Yeah. Yes, um, I think that my preferred method of uh, it's probably uh, this is this probably is a cop out, but I'd want a huge Armageddon meteorite. You know, to it's just quick. It's quick. You know, yeah. the dinosaurs did it. I can do it too. You remember that movie, twenty twelve, John Cusack? Yeah. There's there's a, a volcano scene in there. You know, and the half the world explodes. And right. I'm like that would be kind of cool. Okay. If Fair it had enough. to happen, it happens. If it has to happen, yeah. it has to happen. Gary, my last question. Gary, uh, 2020 just won't stop. Just when you think you hear the most ridiculous, ridiculous thing you've ever heard. Well, George Clooney, interviewed by CBS, says this. Let's take a listen. All right, Gary. And have you been cutting your own hair? I've been cutting my own hair for 25 years. So it has nothing to do with quarantine? No. Look, I have my hair is like really like straw, you know, and so it's easy to cut. You can't really make too many mistakes. So years ago, uh, I bought a, a thing called a Floby, which when we you were did kid, not. when I was a kid, yeah. The infomercial, the yeah, Floby. This ingenious device lets you give yourself and family perfect haircuts every time. Yes. It comes with a vacuum cleaner yes. and the clippers. Yeah, I still have it. Stop it. You I, don't use it. My haircuts take literally two minutes. I go, is, is, th- th- is this Floby? Yeah, it's Floby. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, listen, man, it works. Gary. And have you been cutting your own hair? Oh, sorry. Gary, have you ever bought anything that came from an infomercial? And if not, do you have a relative who, who does? I can't, so I'm looking at these pictures of the Floby. It's, it's, it's a trip. It's a trip. Yeah. It's just imagine, literally, you add the vacuum hose, you put some clippers inside the end of it, and then cover that up with a plastic piece and just do that thing that every, you know, six to ten-year-old does and just vacuum your head. George Clooney, like one of the top five American sex symbols... Cuts his hair with <laughs> a floby? That, that, I think, that gives I think me hope as a man, dude. I think we'd even all give him a pass if he cut his own hair. That would kind of be impressive, right? But, but the floby. It's the floby that really just kind of <laughs> denigrates it and then brings up the stock of floby where you're you know like, what, is that cool now? That that kind of makes me happy. I'm like, what a smug. You're this good looking and you can get away with that? Screw you, man. Absolutely. Okay, so I do you remember, <laughs> first of all, in Arrowhead Mall, there used to be the, the As Seen on TV store? Yeah. I don't know yeah. if that would count, but everything in there is like infomercial As Pretty on much, TV. pretty much, yeah. I got some stuff from there I can't remember, but I do remember begging my mom when I was like 14. I was a skinny dude. I, I played basketball, um, but I was just getting broken and tossed around the court. I was really weak. Um, and so I begged her to buy me the Iron Gym, which was just a pull-up bar that you could change oh, yeah. to a push-up bar, <laughs> and and the perfect push-up, those little discs. Yeah, you could do yeah, the push-ups yeah, yeah. On. So I made her buy those for me. Um, they work. 
Yeah, but I, I rarely use them. Yeah, you still have them. I they're somewhere in the garage. Yeah, you know, I took Mr. Wilson Kane Wilson's fitness class, men's fitness. Yeah, yeah. That whipped me right into shape. But I I begged her. You know, you see those dudes with the muscles oh, sweating yeah. on the commercial. Oh yeah, the, lathered. Those like and you know, lubricated behind the back pull ups, and I'm like, oh my god, dude, that could I be need you. to be that guy. That could be you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me it was the uh, I think it's like the new form belt where oh, yeah. yeah, where it's like everybody who has does it has a six pack and you remember me in high school, I was like two of me. So that yeah. was very, very and then like it Did literally Did you get it? I got it and I used it maybe three times, didn't feel anything. I just kinda got like a tummy ache. But like not like not like a workout, just like a tummy ache. What? And then uh, that belt just I, I have no idea where it is. I th- it's gone. It's it's gone from this world. I know that you put in amazing work to get where you are, but what if it was the belt? Uh, you know the <laughs> three times that the yeah yeah the three times yeah that it really it started the whole well, digestive well, system cursed yeah. item or something maybe I don't maybe know. maybe your your last one Gary my last one we're, we're in a, a sports studio here uh, this is sports yeah. related so this week sports jerseys from Michael Jordan Colin Kaepernick and former President Barack Obama sold for record amounts um, Michael Jordan's 1984 rookie jersey sold at auction for 320 grand. Um, Colin Kaepernick's uh, rookie jersey worn in 2011 sold for 128 grand, and former President Barack Obama's um, high school 1979 Hawaii state champion. Apparently, he was a varsity basketball state champion in Hawaii. That's kind of cool. Oh, his his senior jersey um, sold for 192 thousand dollars. So breaking all all types of jersey records this week. I found a list of the top ten. Highest sports memorabilia sales ever. Okay. And I've put them head to head, and you'll have to guess which one sold for more. You know, I'm going to give you two items. Guess which one sold for more than the other. Let's do it. Uh, number one, Babe Ruth's 1920 New York Yankees jersey versus James Naismith's original handwritten rules of basketball. I'm going to go with the handwritten rules of basketball. I remember seeing a documentary on it, and it sold back to Kansas, I believe. It did go back to Kansas, but by only $100,000, Babe Ruth... His jersey sold for four point four million. Rules of basketball sold for four point three million. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Wow! Next one, another Babe Ruth. This dude's got memorabilia everywhere. Babe's um, got it all. Babe Ruth's nineteen twenty three, uh, Yankee Stadium home run bat. The first home run ever hit in Yankee Stadium. Wow! The bat that hit it. Okay. Versus Muhammad Ali's uh, nineteen sixty five fight gloves that he fought Floyd Patterson in. Which one sold for more? Oh, I'm gonna be showing my boxing ignorance here. I don't. I I know. I know that there were. I don't know good Floyd fight. Patterson. Yeah, I don't know who Floyd Patterson is. <laughs> Apparently, so it's a big deal. I'd imagine in this case, then it is Babe Ruth's, uh, you know, debut bat. Yes. Uh, once again, just by uh, 165,000. It's uh, Babe Ruth's bat sold for 1.265 million. Okay. Muhammad okay. Ali's gloves 1.1 million. All right. Next, um, Homie Wagner. You know we gotta love the homies. I don't know who he is, but he's a baseball player. His 1909 baseball card. I'll uh-huh. let you know what's the most expensive baseball card, most expensive sports card in history. Familiar with it? Yep. Versus Mark F3. McGuire's 70th home run ball. Wow. Before Barry Bonds had the record, McGuire had the record. And so it was the ball. The I. Ball. You know what? Again, I'd imagine that they're close, so there is no reason why one would stand to be far more than the other. But yeah. I'm going to go with the card, because I'd, I'd imagine that it's 
easier to possess and validate. You are right. The card, 3.12 million versus 3 million for the ball. Or went out for the homies. Last but not least, another Babe Ruth, his 1919 Yankees contract, the handwritten contract. Oh, wow. Versus Paul Henderson, he was a Canadian hockey player. His 1972 jersey that he wore in Canada's victory over the Soviet Union. Oh, uh, that. I was about to say, there's no way a hockey beats this, but for the miracle Against on communism. Ice, the miracle on ice team, <laughs> that is something. Yeah. Um, wow. I'm going to go with America. America! It's actually Canada. This is before Miracle on Ice, I think. Oh! But this was the first summit series, so I think it was the first time anybody played the Soviets in hockey. Oh, okay. I see, I see, I see. Still so, a huge deal. Um, then, well, if I'm going to go with America, then I then my choice changes. we got to go with, got to go to the babe. You locking it in? I'm locking in the babe. Unfortunately, it was the hockey jersey. He scored a goal with like five seconds left to beat the Soviets. It was a whole thing. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Way to go, Henderson. Yeah, Way Henderson. to go. Very American of you. Um, <laughs> all right. That will do it for Give Me Five. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this part of the show. We've appreciated having you in studio here, Gary. Thank you so much for coming all the way out here to, to my humble abode, you know, my my uh, my work office cool. space. I, I, I like this. I think I'll move in. Yeah. You know what? Why don't you? There's a couple of other guys over there who are first in line, but, you know, you just move yeah. away. They're bobbleheads, you know. All right. Thank you so much for everybody listening for Podcastus Emeritus Gary Boucher. I'm Philip Amrine. Thank you so much and continue to listen. Bye.